This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about John Carter. Uh, I think his name is Virginia. 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 This movie came out in 2012, directed by Andrew Stanton, screenplay by Andrew Stanton and Mark Andrews. I guess, and Michael Chabon, I don't know. Starling, Taylor Kitsch, Lynn Collins, Willem Dafoe, Samantha Morton, Mark Strong, Dominic West, Brian Cranston. Uh, the kid from Spy Kids. Oh, that's that, okay. Is that, is that yeah. the same kid? Yeah. Okay, okay. It's also got Kieran Hines and uh, yeah, James Pierre. the Pierre leader Foy. of the free people. Well, it's, the just get this out of the way now, like, so in the the Rome HBO series, the king uh, that in, in this movie was uh, Julius Caesar, and Mark Antony was his second in command. The other guy, James Purefoy. Okay, wasn't he also the scumbag in uh, Three Hundred? Uh, Three Hundred. Dominic West was Dominic West was the the scumbag in Three Hundred. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Also from The Wire. But like James Purefoy almost always plays a bad guy, so it was fun to see him not play a bad guy. Just give him honorable mention out of the way here. Oh, okay. I, okay, no, no. The Blue King is who you're talking about. The The Blue King is was Julius Caesar. The other guy okay. that was oh, like... Oh, with the, with the mole. You, uh, sure. <laughs> Whatever, it was the guy mole? that rescues him. The guy that rescues John Carter. We're getting ahead yeah. of ourselves here, but... Like not Hugh Jackman and not um, Tom Jane. Okay, I can see that. Things in between, like yeah, closer to closer to Tom guys. Jane. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. We're talking about the same guy. Oh, uh, now okay, now I know. Jeff is riveted. Uh, right. One other note. One other note. Uh, Jeff. Um, I also don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the guy that had the writing credit, Michael Chabon. Chabon. This this guy's won a K-bomb? He's this guy's like a, a very highly regarded writer. He's, he's I think he's won a Pulitzer. Not not as evidenced by this movie, but <laughs> uh, they they did get at least one very high quality writer to to do a pass on this. Yeah, and I guess I forgot to say this is based on the story of Princess uh, a Princess of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs, which. From what I know, this is it's an old story that a lot of stuff that we like today has been based off of, like Star Wars and other things have borrowed from it. Do you guys know anything mm-hmm. about that? Or I, I was I was reading some of the yes. trivia, and uh, they they at one point had asked Robert Zemeckis to direct this, and he basically said like, "No thanks, uh, Lucas already ripped off everything out of that for Star Wars." <laughs> like he he didn't he didn't phrase it that way, but that's basically what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get it. Uh, well, actually, with the history with it, this is sorry. This was my selection. Uh, I had never seen it before. It was one of those things where I saw the trailers and it looked awful. 
Um, but I still kind of wanted to see it, right? If it's a sci-fi movie, I'll still try to, to see it. But never got around to it, and this was good, a good excuse to see it. Um, Alex, what's your history with this movie? I remember I did watch this in the theater, and uh, I liked it. And I just watched it recently for the podcast, and I still like it. All right. Stay tuned to find out how much I liked it. <laughs> Scott. Uh, I, I think I had a, a reaction somebody years, Jeff, where it just did not look good. And I think eventually I saw it on cable. Um, and, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. This is a first time watching it in years, I'm sure. Yeah, and I think this is one mm-hmm. of those, like, it's considered one, one of the bigger flops of all time, right? Like, Right, right. Like, every once in a while, yeah, Disney takes these big swings like this, and yeah, it did not work out. I know. It's a shame, because, uh, yeah, Disney, I know, it's stuff like this that flops, that's, you know, even a little bit interesting. This might be, a, a, it's, it's a Disney movie. It might be the most violent one It is, there, there is ever. some, yeah, there's some kind of dark stuff with uh, a lot of it, and blue, blue blood anyways. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, Tom Selleck? He's in this? <laughs> Without... Alex, I swear to God, you're like a like a octogenarian with your your TV references these days. Um, not 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 to get too into it, uh, but I, I I did on one level uh, appreciate kind of the thing they were going here for going for here. Uh, you know, it, it had that Indiana Jones kind of mummy, like he like the music and the the exotic setting and the desert mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it just wasn't on that, that same level, though. Mm-hmm. No, but, yeah, I wish... Yeah, it's when movies like this flop that are... It's like, okay, they're doing something interesting, something I haven't seen Disney do in a long time, and it flops, it's like, oh, let's go back to formula. Because uh, Willem Dafoe would say, back to formula. And, <laughs> and then or, we get or, you know, or, a carbon or, copy of a bunch of crap. Or, or as Willem Dafoe would say in this... Virginia. Yeah, Virginia to formula. <laughs> I just like, yeah, like Disney, like they tried to make this and it didn't work. Like, fuck it, I'm buying Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it yeah, happens. Much, yeah. <laughs> we can't make our own Star Wars. Well, yeah. might as well just buy it. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. As usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, I'll go first if my list is finally loaded up here. Yeah, okay. Um, it uh, one of my biggest complaints with this was the CGI slash character design of the the, the orcs, the tarks, whatever these things are supposed to the be. Tarks, tarks, yeah, tarks. Like I eventually got used to it because I mean I kind of I did enjoy them, but I just it felt like a video game more than a movie. Uh, something about the design I did not like, and then. When they were like super, like when he was in the same scene with them, and they were supposed to be way taller than him, it just did not work for me. Like, Lord of the Rings looks way better at that kind of compositing stuff, mm-hmm. and that was done ten years before this. So, like, I don't know, it just it didn't didn't work for me. This the when they were involved mainly, the, they superimposed him. Yeah, <laughs> it they might hooked them too. What were they called again? The thrall? What is it? <laughs> the, the Tarks, I think. T H A R K. Alien spelling. Mm. 
All right, that's my number seven. Uh, Alex, what's yours? My number seven is, I didn't know, I wasn't aware of this, I'm no psychologist, psychiatrist, but I didn't know that one of the seven stages of grief is uh, mass murder. Oh. That, I mean, <laughs> they, don't, they don't talk about it a lot because, you know, it's, it's, it's a rough time for someone to have to go through those stages. Yeah, so. everybody, yeah. And then this stage has to go through again for one of the other, you know, victims, maybe a survivor. It's, it's a whole cycle. But that whole scene was just a, a CGI cluster F. And uh, I thought it was good editing, editing between, you know, his flashbacks of his pain of losing his wife and his kid. But <laughs> that, like, getting through that, it's like he's emotionally getting through that by just killing just a shit ton of aliens. It's like, uh, I don't know. Also, I felt he was killing all of them a bit too easily. What you like, s- if it was a gang you like- of, like... Go ahead. Uh, if it was, like, a gang of, like, 10, maybe 15, it's like, okay. But this was, like, a whole, like, art, like a battalion. This must have been, like, 150 aliens. Some were riding on animals and stuff like that. And he was just, like, he, like yeah, like he had two lightsabers just going through him. It's like, <laughs> well, he had tougher battles before. So I, I was a little confused just within the logic of the movie of, like, just how superpowered he was supposed to be. Because he, he's clearly, I think, much stronger than any one of those Tarks. Yes. But at the same time, they're, like, throwing him around. Uh, so, yeah, it's unclear. And then, like, he gets in the sword fights with people. Like, so he punches a Tark so hard that he instantly kills him. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, you see him punching the the humans and they're just, like, normal again. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand. Like, what's Yeah, they need to. I mean, I get it. Like, they can't just have him, yeah, just mow through everybody. There has to be some tension there, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have figured that out a bit more. But yeah, there it is. That was my least favorite thing about this movie. All right, Scott, number seven. Okay, so there it is. Uh, my number seven was uh, this is similar to a point that I had when we did uh, Lake Placid, uh, which is Lynn Collins gets cut a lot. <laughs> I think at least four times there's like elaborate shots of her falling off something and him jumping and catching her and then there's like at least four or five more of him just picking her up and jumping somewhere like they're getting their money's worth <laughs> like with whatever rig they have with, with him holding her uh, yeah it was, just, it was excessive um, just, I mean wouldn't you pick her up it, so it's I, I get that they want her to be a like you know points you know she's she's a badass and a natural reaction if you fall is to scream but they keep cutting her legs out from under her by like okay she's kicking ass and all of a sudden she's falling she's kicking ass and all of a sudden she's falling so it was like yeah yeah too, it, was a, it was a little bit much I think is my, my point so number seven Link, Link Collins gets cut a lot okay okay yeah. Um, all right, on to my number six. This is kind of what you guys were talking about, like his powers. And I called it. I, I kind of wrote down here. He's like a nerfed version of Superman, where you know his strength is kind of based in the same thing, right? 
because he was on a different planet, he has different density mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah, like it was, I could jump high when I need to, but not so far. I can't, you know, jump all the way over there. Or yeah, sometimes he can punch people really hard. Sometimes he can't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of like that. Like, I don't know how much <laughs> the gravity all that is different on Mars from here. I guess it's something I should know. But uh, I don't know. I just nerf Superman. I had to write it down when he first takes his first steps on Mars. I was like, what the fuck is going on here with this guy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I got it. There's something. I had to rewind it because like, I would think that's what's going on, but he, he's acting a little weird and I guess, oh, he's just putting too much effort into it. That's why he's like flying everywhere. And then when he tried to get himself up, he launched himself. And So I kind of like that and how they leave it kind of open for a little while. And like she starts asking all the questions and kind of explains some stuff. But... I, I kept waiting and, and again... And I realized, okay, they're not going to do that when he all of a sudden is riding around in animals. But, like, there's that one shot, like, in the beginning where, or after he gets to the planet, where he's kind of figuring it out. And I kept waiting for him to, like, cover some ground that way to, like, really, uh, like, move fast. Like, like, basically, in the comics, like, Hulk jump <laughs> mm-hmm. and get to yeah. places pretty quickly. And they never, they never really did that. Like if if the scene called for it, yeah, he would cover like a, um, like one building like opposite ends opposite ends of the city or something like that. But yeah, they didn't, they didn't get the full potential out of that. Yeah. I mean, he'd still get tired. Not any more than if he was like running. It's... Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe. All right, Alex, number six. Uh, my number six is the princess is in another castle. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud, <laughs> so I had to put it on the list. Huh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, the uh, John Carter and his old his new tribe now because he's the chief uh, goes and attacks the walking city. It's like where'd everybody go <laughs> at their wedding? <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> so he's in the other city. The princess is in the other castle, and then Will Defoe just smacks him upside the head. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you idiot. <laughs> that was great. Nice. I did not put together the this another castle thing like that. <laughs> All right, Scott, number six. All right, uh, my number six is the dog. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, honorable mention. I, I like the dog a lot. Uh, yeah, thought that it was, it was cute. Uh, um, I, I like the how they they did his like speed power. Um, it's just it's a lot of fun if you're gonna have like a CGI sidekick. It can do a lot worse. So yeah, I like the dog. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Honorable mention for me as well. Alright, uh my number five. I some of this cast in the the movie is kind of weird and made the main character. I didn't really just it was not likable to me. I don't know. Um or maybe it was I did I thought he was okay in the present day or on Earth, I guess I should say. But as the main John Carter superhero, I just did. Eh, I didn't like him. It's kind of boring. No, sir, I don't like it. Um, I, I I agree, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> but overall, he was fine. I think the yeah. the bigger problem was like almost every other actor he's on the screen with is just like so much more watchable. I, I, yeah. So like he's up he's up there with Mark Strong, and like Mark Strong is just spitting exposition for the entire movie, and it's still more interesting. Uh, like I mentioned, the <laughs> the uh, James Purfoy who has a few scenes with him, 
Um, like he's having like Jay, he looks like he's like Purefoy looks like he's having fun. Um, yeah. you know, like he wants to be there. Um, Link Kong's like, yeah, like blows him out of the water. Uh, like in almost every scene that they're in, in together. Like, yeah, obviously she's like very attractive, so I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna be biased on this. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, enough about. Okay, we we get his backstory. Let's like move on to her. <laughs> like I think overall she's the more interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I get like I I don't, I don't even know if the the whole story revolved around him and the the original versions uh, because it was like pulp, right? Um, yeah. But I mean I, I can see why this this is why they did it because that's what the fantasy is is that like a normal human is all of a sudden super powered. Uh, but uh, yeah. It, Anyways, yeah, you're right, Jeff. <laughs> what? So this his name's Taylor Kitsch. Like I know that name, but what is he more fate? Is it from this Gambit? Yeah, the big thing was Gambit in the, the first X Men movie, or sorry, the yeah. first Wolverine movie. Yeah, and that's it. Is there anything else that? How do I know his name? Taylor Kitsch. I think he was not on, from Gambit. <laughs> he was on Friday Night Lights, which I never watched. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, True Detective, but it must have been a different season, not the one I saw. I mean, this oh, well. this, uh, this obviously was his big chance, so <laughs> yeah. or his big break. Yeah, it didn't, didn't pan out. All right, uh, Alex, number five. My number five is the learning to walk scene that we mentioned a little bit. I thought that was really neat. Uh, they did uh, really good wire work. Uh, I don't know how much of that was CG. I mean, before when he was just stumbling around in the ground. Uh, but that was cool. I liked it. Yeah. All right. Bubbling around, trying to get get his legs beneath him. Yeah, he was kind of doing the weird little sand shift. He was almost like doing like the the anti worm detection dance. <laughs> walk yeah, Dune. I do like how he he a little bit of it clicks right when he throws that rock, and he's like, "Oh, okay, maybe I can just you know actually go with try jumping and not try to be you know find a nice middle ground between going too strong or too soft." That was neat. Good scene. All right. Alec, or sorry, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is uh, The Walking City. I forget what the name of it was, but um, this is, I, I, I like the concept more than maybe the execution. Um, but but I always like the idea of, uh, you know, and it's, it's definitely, now it's not an original one. I don't, I don't know if Burroughs was like the first one to pen this, <laughs> pen something like this, in which case uh, it's worth calling out. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the idea of a mobile city is, is very cool to me. Um, I think the scale of it was a little too small for what they were going for from the outside of it. Um, I don't think they, they, they got that quite right. But like once you were kind of inside of it, you kind of see how, how it looked and felt and, uh, yeah, I just thought it was cool. It was a cool set piece. Yeah. Wasn't there a movie that came out a couple years ago that was all about big moving cities? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Peter Jackson one. Yeah, yeah. That was. I, I read I a um, a series of books. Um, I think the last one was called like the Absolution Gap. Um, so it was science fiction, and like the last book takes place in this like ice planet, and there's all these yeah these these traveling cities that like basically follow the circumference like. Of the the planet, like they just keep moving. Uh, any, any, the Peter oh, Jackson one or no? No, no, no. This was, that was a different thing. But um, just just another example of, of what we're talking about. 
What was the name of that? Oh, Mortal Engines. Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah. I heard that one didn't do too well. I think that was a YA one, which definitely more missed than hit as far as box office stuff is mm-hmm. concerned. I think uh, the rule is, don't if you want a good movie, don't put a moving city in it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's tough to do, huh? Yeah. yeah. You can put a moving castle in it. That movie's great. Not a whole city, though. All right, uh, we're on to my number four now? <laughs> yeah. All right. My number four is... I felt like this should have been of more than one movie. It felt a little... At some parts long, and some parts crunched together. I just felt like that needed more room to grow. Like, at one point, you know, he's kind of made his main attack, and then he barely escapes, and now he's kind of training and working. And, like, it just felt like... I don't know, it just felt like there was more there. Like, there was more lore, more about the, the different... The existing like the white gorillas and the red and the um, mm-hmm. the thralls again whatever the fuck their name was i just felt like this could have been Prongs. more but but this movie was itself was too long so like i don't <laughs> like maybe if they would have just you know cut it and have each movie be more compacted and more you know uh trimmed fat but expand i'm sure the book has a lot explores the lore more and stuff i don't know for me it just felt a little off like yeah. long, but I wanted more, and it felt like some scenes were rushed. And I mean, it's not long, but it's skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree, Jeff. I have more uh, yeah. to say about a specific point to that. Okay. So anyway, that's my number four, Alex. What's number four? My number four is I really like the art direction uh, of this film. the The architecture, the building, the the flying, the one man, two man ships. Those were all great. They had like the little sails that ran on solar power. Um, the uh, big nanobot, I guess, is what they were referring to. The nanobot temple on the river that they had. Uh, all the art, the arena was fantastic. With uh, the the awning made of a bunch of just different colored scraps of cloth and everything. That was that was great. I just yeah, I love the art direction. Oh, the swords! The swords look so cool. Yeah, I like the the costuming, the the tat. Tattoos. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like the the little pea shooter guns, like the handguns that they were holding, that were like the worst. <laughs> uh, but other than that, great okay. art direction. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Four is the the jumping. I think we we talked about this. It was the. It, it was a lot of fun seeing catch on. Um, they they get a lot of mileage about him of him jumping around. Uh, although I like would have liked to have seen them have a little more fun with it, rather than just be like, okay, he's in a fight, he's gonna jump around. Um, they they don't get too creative with it. Uh, I did like when he jumps all the way across the city, how he has to kind of ping pong off of stuff, even if it's from like far away distance, because they knew it would probably look bad. They <laughs> they did any close ups. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just try that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, just just overall, I like I like the the idea of the jumping, uh, like the just him being strong. And it was funny though with the the canoe or whatever the hell it was they're on. Like, how is that thing not capsizing? Like when he jumps <laughs> off it to begin with, that should have flipped it over. Yeah. When he lands on it again, like. <laughs> That, that was like she my one. That was, that was like out. my one. Yeah, that was my one gripe about the, like, 
the internal physics of the movie. I'm like, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I mean, they go out of their way to mention that his bones and muscle density is a lot greater. Right, right. So, so like, he, he'd be like a cannonball through that thing. Yeah. 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 I don't think it was like a wicker boat, too. It's not like... <laughs> and anyway, so... Yep. Jumping. All right. Uh, well, my number three is the beginning of this movie. Um, I just kind of like... I can see where a budget was in this movie. Just all the stuff uh, in Earth and all the, like, the characters and the, the costumes and everything. And then the stuff being led to the, his nephew and him reading the story. and just I, don't know, I just kind of like the way it started. It wasn't what I was expecting. Now, I will say this. I am so confused. I still... Like I mentioned, some of the stuff was rushed. I'm not exactly sure what... I know Strong and all those guys are controlling everything, but why that guy was just in the cave, I, I'm a it's, lost it's, about that. It's super convoluted. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary and convoluted, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I have more to say about that yep. later. But um, the overall beginning, I did like it. I was wondering if they are going to go back in time and the kid would like, you know, you all of a sudden would come out from his point of view and as he's reading the story from him. But no, it just kind of started there and ended there and that was it. Maybe that one bald guy was just on Earth uh, as a vacation. <laughs> Hanging out in the spider cave? Yeah. Well, no, I think that was his return trip. He was going to go back home after a nice rest. And then, oh, shit, John Carter, I got to stab him. Mr. Carter. Because even Mark Strong Mark Strong said, hey, oh, Virginia. And you know it? It's like, eh, not as much as I'd like. It's a beautiful place. So, you see? Yeah. Vacation. Alex, number three. My number three is I did I did also like well I don't know if you liked it Jeff it was lower on your list but I like the similarities to Superman um, I take it that these stories were written before Superman was created maybe I don't know which one it's chicken eggy situation this is, this is before about this, which I, one? It's almost yeah. Nasty, yeah okay good uh, then yeah this inspired a character of Superman with similar powers of of OG Superman and I'm pretty sure similar strength levels and whatnot i don't i don't think so <laughs> oh well og oh, Super- superman og superman yeah uh from the 20s yeah i don't know yeah i mean you don't really see uh, <laughs> uh john carter bending stuff yeah for I, was, no I, was just, I was picturing him yeah, bending like a steel gear or something yeah, yeah. He, he has trouble with the chains and whatnot but um yeah yeah i like Sorry, I'm looking up the... So this... The Princess of Mars book came out in 1912. And Superman's around that time. It's a little later. Oh, no. It's the 30s. Yeah, it's a, okay. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. John Carter, a.k.a. Superman. All right. I did like it. I know it was lower on my list, but I did I did like the nerfed version of Superman. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, number three is uh, the... The actor is doing uh, yeoman's work here <laughs> as uh, the the Tarks. Um, so Willem Dafoe, Carrie Condon, Thomas Hayden Church, and Polly Walker. Um, they, they, they're all, I thought, pretty impressive. Uh, like, doing the the golem, <laughs> the golem stuff. Because, uh, from what I understand, they weren't just voicing it. Like, they were out there, like, in the weird suits and... On uh, on risers or stilts or whatever, and stilts probably yeah. Yeah. not not like circus level stilts, but like enough so they could look down on, on uh, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, like 
like District 9 uh, stilts. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought it was all pretty impressive. Uh, you'd, you'd hear, like, like okay, that's Willem Dafoe. Um, it, it wasn't until, like, he almost got his head cut off. They're like, oh, that's Thomas Hayden Church. Like, <laughs> I, I finally recognized the voice. Um, I never got it. Who was he? He was the bad. Yeah, he was the throw. one, the one tusk, or horn, yeah. or whatever they said. Um, yeah, I thought that was some some good. Uh, I, I, I suppose there's not a term for that. Uh, green screen acting, I guess, but but that doesn't cover it because they're actually like motion capture. Yeah, okay, but they're also like doing the voices too. So it's yes. It's just yeah, oh, double, all around double, just double mo- duty. Mo- yeah. yeah, motion capture acting. Yeah. Andy circus acting. I think he had it right to be. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to my number two, and that would be uh, Princess Tight Bod. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Not only was she just a bat. I mean, her character was pretty cool as far as like she could take care of herself. She did. I I thought the same thing, Scott. I mean, she's falling and screaming a lot, but she also kicks butt. Uh, she's very easy on the eyes, and it took me forever to figure out what I know her from, and it was from True Blood. Um, she was only in a few episodes, but uh, she's very memorable, and I eh, liked her, liked her a lot. <laughs> Princess, uh, Princess, what was her name? Buttercup? What was it? Leia? Mm, no. I don't Hello. No. Princess something. Well, they don't know. De- Deja Thoris. Deja Thoris. Whatever. These names are a little ridiculous. Princess Deja. Okay. What was the princess name? Uh, it was Deja, De- De- Deja Thoris. Yeah. Anyway, I liked her. She was, she was, uh, she was very good. I agree. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Scott. Or sorry, Alex, number two. My number two is uh, the Tharks. Uh, as opposed to Jeff, I, I did like their design. Uh, generally, I like the way that they moved. The motion capture was very well done. Uh, but yeah, there's some iffy stuff in there. They were, yeah, the CG wasn't fantastic. Uh, but it was it was good. I like the. I wish uh, we had we did have more time with them and their culture because it was really interesting. <laughs> It's like they get a bunch of babies because they have egg clutches somewhere else for whatever reason. And then they're like, here, whoever wants a baby, you got to catch your own. <laughs> the whole scene was bananas. Oh, I hated that. Those babies were so annoying. Ugh. Yeah. Well, they're babies. Until they got the, the magic juice. But it was like a made, cut and paste. All understand. Cop, they, they all looked exactly the same. I, I, I didn't uh, well, yeah. Just... Yeah. No. True. It was... They're exactly <laughs> copy and paste. I dark, dark racist. No, but yeah, uh, uh, I like the way they were locking horns at the beginning, like to show dominance. That was cool. More of that stuff. More of that cultural stuff. Build up their story. More world building, please. Sounds good. Although horn locking when you have arms and stuff seems kind of weird, but yeah, it's a it's a dark thing. <laughs> it's a dark thing. No, yeah. I, said, I like. I actually liked. I said I like them. I just thought they looked like a video game to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott, number two. All right, uh, my number two 
And my notes here are bald space wizards, very convoluted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically everything we've, we've been talking about. Um, yeah. Just unnecessary. Uh, you know, they jam in the exposition at the beginning of the movie. And then, like, every time Mark Strong's on screen, pretty much, he's he's just exposition machine of, like, what is going on and what people should be doing. and uh, Yeah, and it was just, just, like, it wasn't enough that he gets sucked to this other planet. Like, yes, you could make it because of those guys, but why did they have to be central to the plot? Like... Yeah, it just added on, like Jeff pointed out, just added on more time. Um, I guess if you're setting up, like, a, a trilogy like Disney had hoped, uh, you get this out of the way now, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was unnecessary. Like, and especially because, like, most of the movie's just this big fantasy adventure. Uh, and then you throw these guys in, and all of a sudden there's, there's questions about... Uh, like the science of it all and like like Jeff said though like what was their point like what what's their goal like they kind of say like oh yeah we feed off of them well, what does that even mean like yeah just, just unnecessary yeah um I agree which my, it kind of goes in my number one then which is uh, this movie was fun but complicated and and I could see why it didn't take off, and they, you know, they they set up the sequel right with the with Mark Strong teleporting out of there or whatever the fuck he did. Um, but yeah, I had fun with this movie, but it was complicated to quite understand everything, and and uh, there were some other issues. But generally, it was a fun movie. So it sucks that there wasn't more. Mm-hmm. That's my number one, Alex. Yeah, also my number one. Uh, I I really had a lot of uh, fun watching this movie. Uh, not perfect by any means, but still watch it, very watchable for me. All right. And Scott, number one. Uh, number one, uh, Alex kind of touched on it, but uh, I, I I really did like the aircraft. Um, yeah. They, cool. they kind of, like, vaguely like fireflies, but not quite. Um, and just Dragonflies. Dra- sorry, thank you. Dragonflies. Mm-hmm. Um, Flight is might. <laughs> and then the, the larger ships... Um, I liked to that they were all like this kind of still open space, uh, like more like dirigibles, I guess. Um, mm. Yeah, just, I, I like to look at them. Although when they're close to the ground, they're they're fucking speeders. Like <laughs> and it goes back to what we were saying yes. at the very beginning of, yeah. of George Lucas ripping off. Uh, this is I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. these there's like based on whatever description they had in the in the 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 book or the original pulp. That's uh, uh, yeah, it's still. I, I really did like the and then the idea that um, they use light, which is you know whatever, but because of that, if you fly at night, you gotta you can't go as high. <laughs> I guess there's a whole like thermal dynamic thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I really dug the uh, the aircraft. All right, sounds good. Uh, any honorable mentions? Um. Oh, already mentioned the nanny dog. Yeah, that fast dog. <laughs> Just a, mm-hmm. a couple of things. Uh, they did this thing in, in that drives me nuts in, in movies, TV, whatever. Where why doesn't he just fucking explain? Like, yeah, it it 
turns out like to not matter. Like, but he could have just said, "I was in this cave. I fought this guy. I picked up this thing, and here I am." She still wouldn't have believed him, but he's just got to be like, "No, I'm not for hire." Like, he's <laughs> 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 just, just got to be like a hard ass about it. It's like, it's like, yeah. why not just say what happened? Like, what what do you got to lose, man? But now they got to have this kind of like meet cute where he like they misunderstand each other. Yeah, not appreciate. Well, he was trying to be cool. Um, She was so hot. uh, The other thing, play play cool, man. uh, Is be aloof. It's when I was I was (laughs) grabbing the the IMDb page for this. I saw that there was a Princess of Mars that came out in two thousand and eight. I don't know if somebody caught wind that Disney was making this, and so they just rushed it out. (laughs) Um, But the the funny thing is, is the uh, in that movie, which was direct to DVD. Um, Dejah Thoris, uh, Lynn Collins' character in this, uh, was <laughs> portrayed by none other than one Tracy Lords. Oh, <laughs> wow! So there it is. Yeah. Uh, Who's that again? I forget. She's like a porn actress. Yeah. Or something? What is she? Mm-hmm. But didn't she cross over into other stuff? Or no, she I... she she definitely had a, a a career like long after that. Outside of that, um, she was on a lot of like. B movie, like sci fi channel level stuff. Uh, she was in um, Zach and Mary Make a Porno. She was, oh, she yeah, was pretty, that's right. She was pretty funny in that. Yeah, she was funny in that. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being garbage, seven being perfection. Um, for me, I'm going with a high four. Um, I did have fun with it, but there was a lot of things I didn't like about it. Um, so yeah, I, I it's close to a five, um, meh, but I'm just keeping it as a four. Alex, uh, I'm going with a low five. Okay. <laughs> it's I can turn my brain off when it's like, oh, this sounds stupid. Uh, just uh, forget about it. Just ignore that stuff. Focus on the fun. Sounds good, Scott. Uh, if I could give this a three point five, I would just split it right down the middle. Uh, but. <laughs> No. I will go ahead and give it a four because uh, I wasn't irritated with it. Um, yeah, just the the whole finished product is just feel sloppy. Some of the individual parts are, are good. Um, I, I really liked, as Jeff pointed out, uh, Lynn Collins here. Um, it was fun to see some of the other actors be good guys instead of bad guys. But yeah, I, uh, a four. Okay. Uh, with that, we go to our crossover topic, which is top five instances or whatever of Mars. Basically, just top five movies that include Mars, video games, TV shows, etc. Um, and I'll go first. And this is a um, a movie that I've learned to appreciate more as time goes by, but it's still not the best. But it's uh, When Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's some good stuff in that movie. There is. That's why it's on yeah. my list. Um, yeah. It doesn't take place on Mars, but I included things that include Martians, so there you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. When Mars Attacks. Maybe we do that one of these days. Rewatch it again. Martian, Martian, Martian. <laughs> uh, Alex, what's your number five? Uh, for, well, for my list, since <laughs> I forgot what we talked about when doing the, the list stuff about Mars, uh, but I made mine... That compares something that's true about Mars with something like it's that's in media 
or video games. Not necessarily they got right, but something similar. So uh, going with that, they discovered that life could have existed on Mars, maybe like in microorganisms or anything like that. Uh, I went with the Martian Manhunter, which had a whole civilization. Oh, that's a good one. On Mars. Uh, and there was actually a fighting factions of Martians, the Green Martians and the White Martians. Jahan. Guess which ones were the bad guys? Jahan Jones. That's right. Then he's the last Martian. Not to be confused with, uh, what, what was the, the Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart? Yes. I was with those guys. Comedian uh, John, John Stewart. John Stewart. I was getting confused with John Jones and John Stewart, because I, I was John a Stewart. fan of the, uh, Justice League Unlimited and Justice League animations. Mm-hmm. I when forgot that one, you... Yeah, they just called him Jean yeah. with the soft J. Yeah, both of them were Jean. Uh, yeah. So did you guys watch the <laughs> That's Super... That's my John. Did you guys watch the Supergirl show? I forgot. Yes. No, I... Not because it was any worse than the other ones, I just never got around to it. Because right, he's in that. And then also, did you guys watch yeah, the... character. Yeah, did you guys watch the... The Zack Snyder cut no. of Justice League yet? No. Nope. Oh. So he, he has a cameo in that as well. So. The guy from the TV show? <laughs> no, a uh, version oh. of the Martian Manhunter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I was going to say. Because sometimes they do that. They did that with The Flash, but whatever. That was the movie people on the TV show, right? Not the TV show people in the movie, right? Yes. Like, the Barry Allen from the show never showed up in, I guess... In the movie? No. Right, right. It was the movie, movie Allen that went to TV yeah. Allen. <laughs> All right, uh, well, my number four is a video game slash movie. The movie puts it over top. It's an extremely guilty pleasure movie for me. It has to be Doom. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah. Damn, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the video games, whatever. I, mean, I don't even remember the many storylines, but I know parts of it have to do with Mars. And then just the sh- the shitty but awesome movie with The Rock and Carl Urban, and I already forgot who else yeah. is in that movie. No, that's a big fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, there you go, BFG. Um, yeah, I do not know why I like that movie, but I do. The The final, like, ten minutes are fun. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the POV, the first person <laughs> yeah. point, which yeah. is... It's like, oh, man. It's so stupid, but it's awesome. It is so stupid, yeah. but it's awesome. Um yeah, and like I said, I've played many, many versions of the game, and they're all pretty good. But they don't all have to do with Mars, right? I know some have to do with Hell. I think Hell right? Hell yeah. comes well, through Mars? I don't know, I've never played Yes, there was the, they opened a portal to Hell on Mars. And that's why all the demons were coming through. And they were trying to get to Earth. And that's why the Doom Slayer stopped them. Oh, okay, see? There we go. Yeah. I just shot stuff. All right. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Alex, number four. My number four. Wait, wait, and, my number five. Uh, Oh, you're uh, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. Is a uh, is a well, I wouldn't even call it a ride, but uh, an attraction that has been gone from Disneyland for a very, very long time. But oh. but as a kid, they had the Mission to Mars. Yeah, uh, where you all go in. They 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 pack people into this circular room, and there was this big uh, like screen, like circular screen um, in the middle that everybody kind of watch. And it was the idea was that okay we're all taking a, a trip to the to uh, Mars and back, and the way that they simulated any kind of movement was that there was like minuscule like hydraulics in the seats, <laughs> like you didn't even have to buckle in or anything like that. Like there was no moving parts. 
Um, and uh, yeah, there'd be like a, you'd go through the whole process of like the launch, and then you'd go and land back. And like this, this is back in the, the '80s, so there wasn't even like any cool graphics to go along with it. Uh, but yeah, something as a nerdy kid, it was something that stuck with me. So yeah, Mission to Mars. Do you know that was a skin over another ride, right? Uh, oh, really? What was it? Yeah, Mission to the Moon. Oh. <laughs> but because that came out in like the fifties, so it was fairy That's tale true. for the land of the moon. And then once they land on the moon, the ride kind of sucks. So like, all right, we'll just change it. We're going to Mars. Like, it, didn't they used to have like a they they have a guy slide down a wire in like an astronaut suit, and then <laughs> at some point in Disneyland, like, yeah, this is a moon astronaut. <laughs> I that I don't know, but mm. I just find it funny. They had Mission to the Moon, and then. We actually went to the moon, so like, okay, it's not, it's not the world of tomorrow anymore. And then the biggest problem with Tomorrowland is keeping up with the time. Yeah. All right. So now it's a pizza port. No, that's Star Tours. No, 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 it's not Star Tours. You're right. It's it's um. So Mission to Mars yeah, right was like the... at one point it was Carousel of Pro- no or whatever. The... No, no, no. It's it's across the street from across the street from uh, <laughs> Star Tours with the. Oh, the Buzz Lightyear. The Toy Story game. Buzz Lightyear, yeah. That sounds what? Right. It was there? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, think I, I thought it was for the... Uh, I'm sure. I, yeah, so I always thought it was by ne- right next to Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah, it was like tucked next to... Like, well, yeah, the, the rocket was there. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Never mind. I, I could be wrong on that. Just pull up the blueprint. <laughs> I will. I will. Um... But did I ever tell you that we have a Laura's uncle was an artist and like a, I don't know if he was technically an Imagineer but artist for Disneyland, and we have uh, well not we she has old drawings from him and one is an old map of Disneyland, and it's like it's it's old it's like coming soon Big Thunder Mountain, and uh, we have it we got it framed and hanging in our house now it's pretty cool oh it's awesome it's cool. so we it's in the eighties so that probably will still have Mission to Mars I'll go find out where it is is it yeah like that's <laughs> isn't Thunder Mountain, that's like the last thing in that part of the park, right? <laughs> Before they cut it out for something else. Wait, what? So they cut out they like everything behind in Batu? They cut out everything behind that for the Star Wars land, right? Yeah. So like as far as Adventureland or I guess Frontier. I, I'm, Frontier just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm like trying to think of like a map in my head. Like it's kind of this. It's kind of the same, except you don't have the barbecue area over there anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, so wait, wait, I, we skipped. So wait, we skipped Scott. Went to my number four. So now we're on Alex's yeah. number four. Yes. Uh, the Mars face. Have you guys heard about this? No. The what? There's uh, well, there's a few pictures of Mars, but on the surface of Mars, there's one picture that kind of looks uh, like a face, like it could be like a big hill or a mountain, but it, it looks oh, yeah. like a human face, kind of, sort of, you know. Yeah. Uh, and this was a major plot point in the Gary Sinise film Mission to Mars. Yeah. They go right up the the I think the the thing splits in half, and they go in there, and it's aliens. Remember yeah. that that was one of those movies where there's two came out at the exact same time. It wasn't like Red Planet or something. <laughs> Higher yeah. on my list. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one had Val Kilmer? But yes, Red Planet. Yeah. Fucking Hollywood, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't Hollywood. It was Iceman. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> 
right, now Scott number four. Okay, my number four yeah. uh, animated series is that was one of my all time favorites. Uh, loved it as a kid. I think there's only the two seasons of it. Uh, but Exo Squad. Yeah, uh, also on my list. They, uh, the way that they they handled living on Mars in that one was uh, terraforming, um, and I think it was like close to Earth, or maybe I, I get the planets mixed up in, in that show. But um, they do spend a fair amount of time on Mars um, as they fight off the the Neo Sapiens revolt. Uh, Mm-hmm. Love Exo Squad. That's my number four. Yes. Exosquad. Nice. Great. All right. My number three, and I am going to add this to my list we can do someday, is a movie called Invaders from Mars. Um, did you guys ever see this? No. It came out oh, in the 80s. Shit. I, no, I might have. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> now yeah. that you said that. <laughs> Because it's kind of, so my parents, I was scared of everything, my parents let me watch it, and it scared the shit out of me. Because it's like a horror movie, but like kid horror movie, uh, I just, it terrified the crap out of me. And I, I want to watch it again, thought, I'm sure it's terrible. I thought you like movies about aliens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. This was like, you know, without spoiling it, the teachers and parents are all becoming, you know, they're just like... Um, Body snatchers, yeah. yeah, type thing. And oh, there's one scene where the guy goes to talk to his teacher, and she's eating one of the frogs, and she's sticking. Ah, oh, it's grossed me out, and really scared the crap out of me as a kid. So, um, anyway, Invaders from Mars. Check it out if you haven't, folks. Cool. Yeah, I want to watch that now. All right, I'll put it on my list. Alex, what's your number two? Number three. Number three. Sorry, number three. <laughs> Is uh, the aforementioned Red Planet. Uh. In that one, I guess they released some sort of bioorganism that's kind of like a bug or cricket that uh, is supposed to produce oxygen in Mars. And uh, it works, surprisingly. They think it doesn't, but it did. And the bugs thrived. And uh, in Mars, actually, scientists theorize that it could have had a thicker atmosphere a long time, billions of years ago. And then something happened to uh, thin it out a lot. Hmm. There it is. Missed it. Yeah, you guys didn't watch Red Planet? I did not. No. <laughs> I watched one, Actually, I might have. I watched one of them. I remember it was really bad and boring, so it's possible yeah. I watched it. It's Val Kilmer and then the robot that they go to help, the robot dog that goes to help, that they take along to help them goes rogue. And that's most of the movie. It's just trying to deal with this malfunctioning robot dog. Ribbit. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number three. I'm number three is Cowboy Bebop. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, the way they they handle living on Mars in this this instance is they they have uh, these these big um, I guess biodomes the best way to put it um, geodome. Yeah, polish sure was there. Yeah, there's a there's a bubble we can cast <laughs> trouble in it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, it, big part of the that that whole. Uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop the movie was taking place on Mars um, and so they were able to control the weather because again again, they're inside a big old dome um, and on the show um, a lot of it takes place there like they barely even go to Earth because Earth is like wrecked at that point uh, so yeah moon showers yeah. Cowboy Bebop 
All right. Nice. Um, my number two is the most recent one on my list, and that would be Martian, or The Martian, mm-hmm. the Matt Damon movie. I really enjoyed it. Love the science in it. Matt he was really Damon. Good um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say about that. The Martian. Alex. Good. Number two. My number two is also ExoSquad. Um, and in that one, I believe there was one or two episodes that revolved around Olympus Mons. Yep. The highest point on Mars and maybe our solar system because Olympus Mons is a gargantuan volcano. Uh, it, it is said that the circumference is about the size of Arizona. So <laughs> for, for a bit of scale, uh, Mount Everest here, tallest point here on Earth, is only about five and a half miles up. Olympus Mons is a bit over 16 miles so imagine like three Mount Everests stacked upon each other, and you get Olympus mods. Oh, I want to go see it. I know it can't. Still a master place to live in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather live on Olympus mods. Nice. All right, Scott, number two. Okay, uh, my number two is uh, Futurama. Uh, the Several episodes based around life on Mars, uh, but two in particular. Um, one that came a little later, uh, the, the Wong's uh, farm that they have there, the weird beetle cows. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And all kinds of kiff trying to prove that he's manly. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. But the funnier one, the one that comes first, I think, is the one where they go to, to Mars University. And <laughs> there's a whole bunch of riffs on Goodwill Hunting, uh, a lot of Animal House stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that I that he still quote, house. yeah, still quote, <laughs> robot house <laughs> is the uh, the the dean um, is unhappy with with robot house. Uh, so yeah, I could quote other things, but yeah, Futurama number two. All right, um, my number one, get your ass to Mars, Total Recall. Mm-hmm. Get yourself to Mars. Had to be on get here yourself for me. to Mars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this movie a lot, but Total Recall, number one. And just don't go outside. Cause... Yeah, and your eyeballs will pop out. You'll become a Muppet. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know that there's ice underneath there, and you just put your hand on this little thing, and then boom, yep. melts the ice, atmosphere, done. Consider that out of the voice. Quato lives. Quato does live. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number one. Number one is also Total Recall. Uh, but yeah, in the movie, they said that Mars's core was complete ice and everything. So yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> from a scientific standpoint. <laughs> uh, but there is frozen water on Mars that has been proven. Photographic evidence on the, on the uh, northern ice cap. There is frozen water on Mars. So that much is true. There's frozen water in the frozen ice cap? What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Math, that math checks out. <laughs> There's no uh, uranium rods to melt it, mm. unfortunately. Well, as far as we could tell. Maybe the little rover over there is making its way up there. But I wanted to see it and then be in home in time for cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Go Hagen. All right. Scott, number one. 
Uh, my number one is Recall. Recall. So yes. Uh, and Brain Butchers. All timer. All right. And that one they, That's it. they also I'd... have. Like that one's more like bunkers than domes, right? What? Yeah. I, I mean, they do have some. I guess I think they do call them domes at one point, but yeah, they're more like bunkers. So they like, they build downward, right? Those like yeah, yes, I think so. Well, they have domes. They keep talking about how it's cheap, and then the radiation's getting through, and that's why the mutants are being formed and stuff. Cheap, let's yeah. say like cheap domes or something. Yeah, cheap domes, yeah. but they're not shaped like domes <laughs> when you yeah. see the outside of it. <laughs> All right, that's it. My only honorable mention was uh, Marvin the Martian. From Looney Tunes. <laughs> I was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> My space modulator. Mm-hmm. Isn't that lovely? Alright, any from you guys? Nope. No, I'm good. Mm, nope. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, so, I was reading the headlines, and this one is just... <laughs> it's just a head-scratcher. Uh, maybe... Yeah, I've just read it too much, and all meaning is lost from the words. But uh, let's see if you, if you guys can make sense of this. Acquiring Ryan doesn't look like all chips in move Colts owner Jim Ursay promised. I'm trying to visualize what? that. It's not... what, what, is, what does any of that mean? So, so I, I'm afraid to say this, but run through that again. Acquiring Ryan okay. doesn't look like all chips in move Colts owner Jim Ursay promised. Well, the There's Colts absolutely got... no punctuation, so I'm reading it as is. The Colts got Matt Ryan. I know that. And so I think um, it sounds like they're saying that the owner is saying that that there's, there's oh, they're, they, oh, they they're, they're gonna that they're gonna make other moves. So this isn't gonna be like the only thing that they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it's that he was all chips all chips in. Oh, like he's going all in yes. on this on this uh, Ryan okay. guy. They should have gone Jack Ryan. <laughs> Kicked ass. Like I don't know, Alec Baldwin's getting up there. <laughs> Billy Baldwin. There's like a million different Jack Ryans to choose. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no chips. This guy doesn't look like he's he's uh, not all that in a bag of chips, apparently, according to Jimmy Irsay. That's a direct quote. Jim, Jimmy Irsay is Jimmy is yeah, like Jimmy Irsay. Jimmy Irsay. Irsay. Oh, you did it, Alex. This is an old guy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Irsay. Jimmy Irsay. Yeah. It's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw the, the, I guess, again, officially a teaser trailer. It was like two minutes long, uh, for the Ms. Marvel series. I'm unsure when that is landing again. I forget. Uh, but that one is, um, just another one of the, the branching out of the MCU shows on Disney Plus. Um, this one... I think it's fair to say that it's geared more towards kids because the 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 actress, the, the titular 
Ms. Marvel is supposed to be a... I couldn't tell if she was, like, still in junior high or freshman high school. Like, either way, she's a teenager. Um, yeah. And it seemed like a lot of it had to do with her dealing with being a teenager. Uh, so that's on its way. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see like how this ties, like, like everything else in the MCU, how it ties all together. Um, you know, for this one, it's Ms. Marvel, uh, like, cause the girl is like a huge, uh, Captain Marvel fan, Carol Danvers fan. Um, so I don't know if mm-hmm. it actually ties into any of that lore, um, beyond that. Uh, but we'll see. Um, kind of feel like they already Possible. did a whole, like a whole series about someone becoming their their heroes with the uh, Hawkeye, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, well, this one doesn't look like she has like a mentor. Like Hawkeye was a mentor to her. True. It looked, yeah, that is that is true. Looked like she was figuring anything else, figuring everything yeah. out on her own. But uh, possible spoilers. Do you think Anna Paquin is gonna uh, come in there and accidentally permanently steal her powers? Ooh, snap! Yeah. Like that's always that's a wild card. That that oh man, make me want to go off on a nerd tangent here, Alex. Yeah, that could throw a major monkey wrench into whatever phase is going on, uh, future phases. <laughs> Just to have a rogue yeah. steal like a couple people's powers, so like combine Ms. Marvel with I I don't know if you could steal the powers of like Scarlet Witch. Maybe, I don't know how that works exactly. Maybe. Well, I, I, I think in the MCU she's not a mutant. I think Rogue can only like sap the energy and steal powers from other mutants. Well, but that is true. Like she'd have to, because hmm, she's very tied into the whole mutant thing, huh? Yeah. And the MCU yeah. doesn't have mutants. Although that Disney now owns Fox. Yeah. Like they, they could, will. they could yeah. do the whole mutant thing. So. Hundred percent will. I mean, yeah, why prof- wouldn't they? Professor X was in the uh, in the multiverse of madness trailer, the Doctor Strange trailer. Was he? Yeah, I may have missed him. You did. Uh, at any rate, um, <laughs> still looks like the you know, like with all the stuff, at least for me, that the the floor is still pretty high. Um, we haven't missed one of these series yet, and you know me, I'm horrible about watching. Everything else, so yes, uh, <laughs> yes, you are, uh, admittedly so. Um, so beyond that, uh, there was some big news today um, in the Vigi Games. Uh, I guess they announced a fourth Witcher, which isn't terribly surprising. Uh, okay. Of note, though, is that they're going back to, or I don't know, going back is the right way to put it, but they're. They'll be using the Unreal 5 engine, 6, whatever the, the newest one is, um, as opposed to the proprietary engine that they've been using. But they're going to stick with, for Cyberpunk, um, CD Projekt Red, they're going to they're gonna stick with the engine that they made for Cyberpunk, which, I mean, isn't really news, because they kind of have to until they're done with this iteration of Cyberpunk anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah, just just some some big video game news. Uh, I know a lot of people like those games. Uh, the I've yet to play any of The Witcher. Uh, I enjoyed the the first season of The Witcher on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Henry Cavill. And I'm like halfway through the second season. Um, okay, it just scratches that 
that sword and sorcery itch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some good old-fashioned hack-and-slash violence. Uh, Can't help. Indeed. Um, yeah, that's that's basically all I wanted to go over. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to talk about? Um... Yeah, not really watching. Oh no, I am. I I did start playing The Witcher two. Uh, I've tried starting playing The Witcher one a bunch of times, and that's plays more like a um, a point and click, like hack and slash RPG from back in the day. Uh, but I just I couldn't get into it. But I uh, I just started The Witcher two. I'm at the very beginnings, like the tutorial levels, and so far so good. Okay, I think I bought. Yeah, I think but... I bought it. Well, almost definitely on Steam at some point, but um, mm-hmm. I think I have Witcher Three on my Switch on like one of those super cells they have, and I've never even installed it. So maybe one of these days when I when I'm on extended vacation, super long plane mm-hmm. flight or something, I'll give that a whirl. All right, yeah, that's it for me. All right, uh, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Um, couple things. Uh, by the way, you guys were right. I looked at the map. Uh, Mission to Mars is where Pizza Planet is now. Get yourself, so. okay. Get yourself the Pizza Planet. You guys yeah. got that one right. <laughs> delicious. Pizza baby. You're delicious. If there's Pizza Port, that would be amazing. But no, it's, yeah, it's just Pizza Planet. Yeah. No, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think it was called Pizza Port, wasn't it? Was it was like Starport or something over there. I, I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, there's, there is the Starport. Which is uh, where the dance place used to be. I believe that's the maybe, Starport. Maybe right, Jeff. Maybe, maybe they and, did call it know. Pizza Port at one place, and then just to avoid. Well, Disney Disney would probably sue Pizza Port, so I don't. Maybe that's not. Why. Yeah, <laughs> I could have sworn when they redid Tomorrowland in the '90s when I was when I was working there that it came back as Pizza Port. But I, anyway, um, that was the one thing uh, I'm continuing to watch. Um, Jesus with Peacemaker. Uh, slowly, I've only seen like one episode since last week, but still really enjoy the show. Um, that's kind of it, really. The only other thing is, this weekend, I was introduced to McClintock mashups on YouTube. You guys know this? McClintock. No. I know that McClintock was a John Wayne movie. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, this guy just, I'm sure you probably have seen these videos. This guy that will take like two different songs and mash them together. They're like they're in the same key and the same thing. So it'll just have like Slayer riffs going on, and then it'll be like Elvis singing or something. Okay. Like that, or vice versa. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I I don't uh, know about that guy specifically, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's like the most famous one. Okay. My friends were telling, uh, showing me, and they are there are some really good ones. So I recommend going on there and check them out. And like I said, they're really good songs. Like you would sit there and just like, yeah, I'd listen to this. I, I know, <laughs> I know the guy that did Slamilton. Slamilton. Like a guy, a guy took um, Hamilton and Space Jam, the original Space Jam, <laughs> and did did what you're talking about, Jeff, and like I mixed it all this. together. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like it got mentioned on the Tonight Show or one of those shows. Yeah, like just like so. There's one. It's a mix up of the Bengals walk like an Egyptian and Slayer's Angel of Death. <laughs> but it works. Wow. It, yeah, it, no, no, it no. There's, there's one that I really like. God, now you bring it up, Jeff. It was like Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar on Me, and. Uh, well, what's the name? 
what, what what did you call it, Jeff? Like the mixing? Like... It's McClintock mashups. Mashup. That's what I was going for. So, um, yeah, so just, anyway, if you're if you like music, just go to, go on this website, go on this channel on YouTube, and you'll just you can be there for hours just watching all these different ones. And um, I think it was like pour some sugar on me and like Madonna's like a prayer or something like that. Yeah, there <laughs> could some, be. Some, I mean, there are some, some weird like that that, that actually worked. There's, yeah. there's an Elvis. I forgot the song was, but with like Dope Show from Marilyn Manson, and it sounds terrible, but you, it just works. I don't know how music works that way, but it does. Because <laughs> um, we're, we're talking about weird music again. Uh, I think I mentioned them, but additional shout out again to Ninja Sex Party. If nobody's ever listened to these guys, ah, um, oh, damn it, I keep forgetting. Um, start yeah. with the first album because um, there's they're kind of running jokes. Uh, throughout their, their different albums. So they actually do, uh, they have a couple cover albums which are actually pretty rad. Uh, whether there's no joke, it's just them covering some songs. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is in the vein of uh, like uh, a Tenacious D where they actually are like pretty competent musicians. Uh, less about like the metal riff and more uh, like just more like pop rock and synth, but it's, it's yeah, it's it's good stuff. Cool. Ninja Sex Party. Nice. So there's another one here. It's Slayer and Katrina and the Waves. <laughs> so their famous song, yeah. you're Walking yeah, on yeah, Sunshine, yeah, yeah. mixed with Chemical Warfare. <laughs> oh my god. It's, that might be the best one. So Check it out. Yep, yeah, that's all I got though. Alright, it sounds like uh, we could wrap things up here. Alright, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.